Um, as I prepare to retire, over the past few weeks, I have been boxing up the books on the shelves in my office. And some boxes are going just straight to half-price books, and some boxes of books are going to my home. However, I've been a little surprised by my reaction to some of the books that I have been pulling off my shelves. And as I pull those books off my shelves, I find that I have some fond memories of classes that I've taught, sermons I preached, retreats led, and most of all, conversations about faith and God that I've had with all of you over the years. And can you imagine a book would bring back that kind of memory? But it does. We have grown together in our faith. As you may know, I have helped students prepare for their communion milestone for many, many years. I can't remember when I started doing that, but I started doing that pretty early in my ministry. Well, as I was cleaning off those shelves, I came to books which I used to help students prepare to do that. And once again, I had these wonderful memories of those classes the parents and the students, and the different members who helped teach that class over the years. And I always enjoyed the class because the students were, were always excited to come to the table and to receive God's gift of love, the body and blood of Jesus, no matter what their age. From, you know, if they were older or younger, it never mattered. They were excited to be welcomed at the table. Well, and as you might expect, I even had parts of the class that were kind of my favorite to teach. And so I was remembering that, and there was one lesson I really liked teaching, because in that uh, lesson we discussed how Holy Communion was a meal for many people, but we also discussed the fact, the, uh, the idea of the communion of saints. And the material taught uh, the communion of saints, taught about the communion of saints by telling the story of Ricardo's dream. And just to be clear, I want to say saints are not necessarily just the -the over-the-top spiritual people whose lives have been rather exemplary like a Mother Teresa. Saints are people like you and me who love God and who strive to do God's will in the world. So back to the dream. Well, in the dream, Ricardo is receiving communion for the first time at his home congregation. And he's up at the altar rail with his parents and baptismal sponsors. And they're with him at the altar. But then in the dream, he notices that he and his family are just a part of a bigger circle of people who are receiving communion. And he sees in that circle classmates and neighbors who go to different churches. They're included in the circle. He notices people who are poor and hungry in that circle too. And in the dream he hears people speaking different languages and sees people wearing different clothes and from different cultures. They are a part of the circle too. But then the clincher comes For in the dream, he notices people wearing old-fashioned clothes, and they look like relatives whom he never met because they had died before he was born, but he had seen their photographs. And then he noticed people who are dressed like pioneers from the books he read at school, 
And then he notices people dressed in garb, which would have been worn in biblical times. Ricardo's wonderful dream portrays the communion of saints, the people of God, past and present and future, joined together because of the work of God's spirit, all at the table of our Lord. Then at this point in the lesson, I always told the students that many older churches, like the ones in Europe, I'm sure there's some here in the U.S. too, but many of the older churches in Europe often paint on their ceilings, over their communion table, the faces of the saints, so they would be reminded of the communion of saints to which they belonged every time they communed. And every time they communed, they were reminded that they were part of God's faithful people here on earth, yes, but also united with the faithful in heaven to the cloud of witnesses who helped share the faith over the centuries. And from there in the lesson, I would tell the students that often when I was communing, I try to remember that I am united with God, but I'm also united with everybody else in the worship space and I'm also united with God's, the, my family of God in heaven. And then I would try to remember my own loved ones, the saints I have known who have gone before me in death and helped form my faith. So why do I tell you this story today? Why do I mention Ricardo's dream? Because today, at least at our church, is All Saints Sunday, and it's the day in the church year, which is set aside to remember all the saints in the Church of Christ. Today, we remember and give thanks for that big circle of saints of which we are a part and will be a part of forever. So here is what I'm wondering. When we use that term saint, who do you think about? And is there a particular person, a particular saint who comes to mind for which you are really grateful to God because you knew that person and that person impacted you? Because it's all saints, I've been thinking about who might make up my great circle of saints. If I had a dream like Ricardo, who would I see in my dream? From biblical times, I would want to include at that table Paul, Saul Paul, whose life was transformed when he encountered the living Christ on the road to Damascus. I have always found his letters he wrote full of challenge and hope, and I cling uh, to the promise that he made or he talks about in Romans 8, where nothing can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. I cling to that promise. It will be at my funeral, honey. (laughs) Sorry, Steve. Um, (laughs) And I cling to the call from Philippians where Paul says to us, keep your mind on whatever is true and pure and honorable. What more could we do as Christians but to stay focused on what's true and pure and honorable? From later times, I would add saints such as St. Cuthbert, who I knew about until we, I didn't know anything about until we walked St. Cuthbert's way in 2022. And we learned about him and the impact he had on the early Christians in Scotland and England. And I would be amiss not to mention Martin Luther, who helped the church rediscover that we are all saved by God's grace alone. 
But also another thing I wanted to remind us today that Luther helped us kind of remember once again was that we're both saints and sinners as we follow Jesus. None of us do that perfectly, but God loves us nonetheless. Certainly all those saints, all those saints would be a part of that great circle. However, as a pastor of Good Shepherd for over 34 years, I've been privileged to know many of the saints of God from this place who have died. And I would add them to the great circle too, because it was through their witness I have seen the world blessed. I have often observed saints whose hearts are deeply connected to God's hearts and God's will. So today, I remember and give thanks for Dave Naylor, who was the first lay president of Good Shepherd, and he led us during a time of a transition with such wisdom and grace, and I am grateful for that. I remember Helen Ziegler, and I give thanks for her. And she was a charter member, and she knew this congregation. And what I loved about Helen, every once in a while, she said, Pastor Pat, I think you need to go visit this person. And you know what? Sure enough, I would do it because that's what was needed. And then today, I remember and give thanks for Alan Griffith, who helped uh, build the last two additions to this building, this worship space here and our fellowship hall. And it was just, he did a great job with that. But even more importantly, when he retired, he was tirelessly worked for Habitat for Humanity so people could have affordable housing. I think Alan always believed Good Shepherd could accomplish much more for the sake of God's kingdom. And he would challenge us to do just that thing. And I can't forget the saints from Good Shepherd who have died this past year. For Marion and Lori, Carol, Jack, Kathleen, Carl, Ned, Susie, Jim, and Dale. Each shared their love of Jesus and their faith in their own particular way. And Good Shepherd was blessed by these pilgrims and the fact that we journeyed together as a community of faith. But to complete that list, uh, whom I have known and lived and died in the faith, I have to go back 30, further than 34 years because I'm 66 years old. So I think of Ruth Bent from my home congregation who sent me pumpkin bread routinely while I was in college. For some reason, she just did that and she embraced, embraced me as a young Christian woman. Ruth would always visit me when I was home from college and she encouraged me to follow my call to ministry. And I appreciate that she reached out in that way. And on this day, I also remember my mom who modeled faith for me. For all these who have personally touched my life, who are part of that great circle, part of that great circle, I give thanks today. So I wonder, which saint who has lived and died in the faith, uh, who are part of that great circle, would you give thanks for, for today? And finally, I'd like to mention the last group of saints who I know who would be a part of that great circle and for whom I am grateful today. It's all of you. It's all of you. You are the living saints of God, and your hearts are connected to God's heart. 
And in the Sermon on the Mount, our gospel lesson, Jesus is telling his followers what it means to have a heart connected to God. We are living saints who are pure in heart. We are living saints who are peacemakers. We are living saints who, have, who hunger and thirst for righteousness. We are living saints who are merciful. And we do all that for the sake of the world and for people who are in need. In the second lesson from First John, we are told uh, that we are the beloved children of God. And the writer invites us to live and act with that awareness. No matter what life brings along, don't forget that you're a child of God. Well, all this calls to mind many of your faith stories, which I am privileged to observe as a pastor at Good Shepherd. I know many of you as saints who have impacted the lives of the younger members of Good Shepherd through your teaching at Kids Connect or VBS. I know many of you as saints of God who are constantly looking for ways to help others in time of need and to visit them in time of need and to pray with them in time of need and to bring them food in time of need. You do those things that reach out to others who need it. And I've known many of you as saints of God who have worked tirelessly to aid others and keep concerns of justice and mercy in the forefronts of your heart and your mind. You do that through Taft and Habitat and IHN and the food pantry in all many different ways. And I know many of you as saints of God because you take seriously Good Shepherd's call to mission again and again. And you even have the courage to envision what that might look like even now and how that might be different than the way it's been in the past. These are the stories I can call to mind, but I'm sure Pastor Alex, Pastor Lauren might have other things they might say. But you all are the living saints and the light of Jesus shines through each of you. On Thursday, I was visiting with my spiritual director, as I do each month, and we were discussing this sermon when she told me the story <clears throat> about Father Al Bischoff of Xavier University. Does anybody know Father B? There was somebody at the last service that did. Okay, anybody know them? Well, let me tell you about Father B. He worked at Bellarmine Chapel and lived in the dorms on campus with the students. And because of that, he developed this wonderful relationship with the students. But here is what he's known for. He greeted everyone with these words, Hello, Saint. And he did that because he wanted them to know that they were loved by God and that God was calling them to do work for the kingdom. Well, as a pastor who soon uh, will retire, I pray that you will always know that you are God's beloved, that you are a child of God, and that you are a saint of God too. So following Father B's lead, I want to say to all of you, hello, saints. Hello, saints. Hello, saints. And there's nobody back here, so. <laughs> I hope that you remember always that you are a saint of God and that you are part of that great circle of saints that will live forever and ever.
So today, I give thanks for all the saints, both the living and the dead, who make up that great circle of saints called the communion of saints. But today, I especially give thanks for the saints of this church who continue to love like Jesus. Amen.